0: Please stand. (laughs) Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed
1: is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna Hosanna to to the the son of David.
0: Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna 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 to the the son
2: son of David. After he had said this, Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage in Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, the owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after, throwing their cloaks on, on, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice. For all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven, and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered them, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out, The Lord be with you. you. Let us
0: give thanks to the Lord our God. We praise and thank you, O God, for the great acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this day, he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was acclaimed King of Kings by those who scattered their garments and palm branches in his path. We ask that you bless these branches and those who bear them and grant that they may ever hail him as our Lord and King and follow him with perfect confidence through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen.
1: enable us to share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious victory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Right.
0: may be seated, and I invite our young people, children, forward. All
2: right. Come on up. Home Sunday, but I saw you girls, girls walk in there. I think maybe it's Halloween. We've got some cool costumes on today. Yep, yeah, there we go. There's the number two. Hi. <laughs> All right. So, what day is it today? Palm Sunday. What's Palm Sunday? Holy week before Jesus died on the cross, were you gonna say something else about Palm Sunday? What were you gonna say? When he was going to Israel. Yeah, and specifically in Jerusalem, the capital city, up on the high hill, marching up there to, to Jerusalem. And people were saying stuff. Did you hear what they said? What did they say to Jesus? When he came up his It says there's a big group of disciples, just like us, gathered up. Probably a lot more than just us. Probably a lot more than even this many people in Jerusalem and they're shouting something. What are they shouting? Did they say, Jesus, you're okay. It's awesome you're here, man, thanks for coming. No, no. Did they say, um, oh Jesus, you're like a really good boss. Here's some cake. No, I didn't really eat cake back then, I don't think. It's too bad. Um, Did they say, Hail, King of kings and Lord of lords! Peace on earth, peace in the highest heaven! Yeah, they actually borrowed something from the angels at the beginning of Luke, didn't they? Peace in the highest heaven. Angels said, Peace on earth, and glory to God in the highest. They kind of quoted a little bit of what those angels said. Now, do you think that the people in that city thought, oh, great, do you think the people who were in power thought it was, oh, great, here comes this guy who's just this kind of ragged old preacher, and um, they're calling him king. That's wonderful. Why don't we just just lay down our crowns and our power and our authority, and we'll just let him be king? Do you think they, they probably thought that? Mm-hmm. Does that give you a little bit of an idea of why Jesus came in? Glory, king of kings. But by the end of the week, you're right, it is holy week. There's yelling, crucify him, crucify him. We're going to have lots of steps along the way that bring us from glory to God, King of kings, Lord of lords, to the people, even the people saying, the leaders definitely saying, crucify him, put him to death. He's no king. Because you know what? People wanted a king, but they wanted it kind of for right now. Fix everything right now. Get those Romans out of here, right? Make everything wonderful for us right now. God had a bigger plan. God said, I don't want to save people just for right now. I want to save people for all time. I want to give them freedom from their worries, freedom from their sins and the wrong things they do. I want to connect people for all time together. And if I'm just a king right now, kick out the Romans and use my sword and and my army, that would just last for a little while, right? Jesus dies so that this day, we can celebrate it too. We can call him king too. Because he dies for us. He comes for us. He's the king of our lives today, just as much as he was back then. That's pretty cool. So let's give him thanks today. Let's pray. Can you repeat prayer with me? Dear God, thank you for your son Jesus, who is the King of our lives, and brings us peace. To us and to the whole world. Thanks for coming out today. And don't forget to take you can take a home after the day,
3: who were selling things there and he said it is written my house shall be a house of prayer but you have made it a den of robbers every day he was teaching in the temple the chief priests the scribes and the leaders of the people kept looking for a way to kill him but he did not find any but they did not find anything they could do for all the people were spellbound by what they heard One day, as he was teaching, the people in the temple, and um, one day, as he was teaching in the temple and telling the good news, the chief priests and the scribes came with the elders and said to him, Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Who is it who gave you this authority? He answered them, I will also ask you a question, and you tell me. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? They discussed it with one another, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us, for they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it came from. Then Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. The gospel of the Lord.
2: Don't be distracted by my appearance. I did not go eat all the donuts just now. You'll see why in a minute. Authority, power. How is authority um, received? Often it's taken, isn't it? Authority is taken, it's coerced, it's, it's commanded, it's demanded. Authority, however, that comes from the invitation to, to join, to follow, to become. Well, that authority is only given by trust, by faith, by actions that are seen and received, by, especially by love. Trust and love is what the disciples bring this day as they celebrate and hail Jesus as King. Jesus goes into Jerusalem and he causes an incredible stir. We're told that there is a multitude of disciples that receive him and that praise him and that give glory to him as he comes into the city. As he takes this this route that the prophets have spoken about where the mountains will be divided. It's kind of a, a violent rendering that comes from God as, as judgment is enacted. But, but this day, as Jesus takes that route, it's a, it's a celebration. Who's there? It's, it's certainly more than just 12 guys, right? Maybe Zacchaeus is there. Zacchaeus, just the, the previous day or so, having been, encountered Jesus and having a change as he lays down before Jesus all of the wrong that he has done and promises to follow in a different way. Maybe Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, were there. The ones that we will see throughout this Holy Week as as kind of silent but present witnesses for Jesus. Maybe the woman who was healed of her hemorrhage, or, or maybe Jairus and his daughter who was raised. Maybe there are many, certainly there are many disciples with Jesus that day but what they're saying is something that the Pharisees rightly perhaps think should be shushed quieted down it's not safe and maybe even the Pharisees are looking out for Jesus I don't know if you remember a month ago or so when, when they came to Jesus and said hey Herod's trying to kill you get out of here And what's Jesus' response? Yeah, I should probably go, it's not safe. No, you go and tell that fox, I'm doing what I do because I'm sent by my father. And here again, he says something similar to that. Now the reference to stones, he says, even the stones would cry out if the people didn't. It's kind of ironic because later in our gospel text for today, we hear that they're afraid to answer about John because if they say he wasn't a prophet, then the people would what? Stone them to death, right? But I love this reference to the stones crying out because it it takes me back into the Psalms with the trees clapping their hands and and the praise being given not only by just us, we humans, but, but also by the whole creation itself. Jesus seems to say, if the people didn't welcome me, the creation itself that groans for its redemption would cry out, King of kings, Lord of lords. Blessed is the name of the Lord, peace on earth and in the highest heaven. These cries speak to Jesus' authority. It doesn't get much higher than king, and certainly not higher than the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And while the expectations of many of those disciples may have been different than what we know, Jesus how, than how we know Jesus fulfilled his kingship and brought in that kingdom. They still have this great expectation. But it isn't just words for Jesus. It isn't just words today for those disciples. Jesus immediately, almost immediately, we, we kind of skip over his lament for Jerusalem because we had that earlier. But he almost immediately is found in the temple and he's, it's not quite as violent of a story that we have in Jerusalem. In uh, Luke's gospel but nonetheless Jesus attacks directly the corrupt economics of the temple the money changers and all the sacrificial economy that goes along with the temple and and all the rest of it Jesus takes it and and he turns it over and throws it to the side words words of who jesus is move to actions of jesus and they'll get more intense as we go throughout this week i got to thinking about words moving into actions i got to thinking about um, also about those cloaks that the that the people spread that the disciples spread for jesus to walk on you know it's like we think about maybe Uh, The people that we revere or call our kings and lords or ladies or queens, they walk on the red carpet, you know, right? They can't touch the ground. It's kind of the the image I get of that. But they, they took their coats, they took their cloaks, and it got me to thinking about all of the things that I cover myself with, that I protect myself with, and how those might be laid down at Jesus' feet as he comes in triumph into the capital city into our hearts today. How are these things subject to Christ's authority? First of all, I thought about this robe that I wear, this, this outer robe, and I'm kind of jumping the gun on Monday Thursday when the stripping of the altar will include taking off our, our stoles here. These are not to, to distinguish us from you to say, oh, here we are up here with our white robes and our stoles so much better than those lay people out there. No, it's just a sign of our calling a mantle that, that symbolizes or, or maybe more than symbolizes that we are called by God to a certain office in ministry. It, it's, it's kind of like maybe a doctor who wears a lab coat, right? or a, or a naval officer who wears the dress blues or, or, and the stripes and chevrons and stars, whatever it might be. Or it might be um, a suit of a certain quality or, or even an apron. What does it mean to lay down our calling before God who we are how are these things that I'm called to do as pastor subject to Jesus' authority how do they change and evolve and reform and, and cut through my fears about what the future might hold when they're laid at Jesus' feet And what about the things that insulate me I've had this jacket for so many years I'm not sure there's any down left but I'm pretty warm up here, so there must be some. (laughs) What about all the things that insulate me, that keep me safe and warm and protected? Am I willing to lay down my comfort? And if I do, what will Jesus turn over in me? Where will I be made vulnerable to my neighbor, to my family, to the world? If I lay this down, what will Jesus do if he gets past this layer. What happens when I'm no longer fully insulated anymore? And what about this next layer, this, this coat that protects me from the elements? It keeps me clean. It won't let anything in. It protects me from rain. And maybe symbolically, it protects me from pain. It keeps me from caring, from engaging. Am I willing to lay down what protects me? Am I willing to risk my life, my safety, my resources? My wallet happens to be in here as well. Maybe that's symbolic of the things that protect me. If Jesus gets past this layer, I might get dirty. I might be more and more vulnerable. And what about our allegiances? What about the places and where we put our trust and our hope? What about those places, those organizations, those teams I identify with? Where do I find my meaning and purpose? Where do I live and die? And what if Jesus had authority over that place in my life? What if everything rotated around this team, this group, this multitude of disciples, this church, both this place and the wider church itself? What if everything rotated around that team rather than it just being one choice among many others? What would Jesus do with me (laughs) if I was all in here and what about my accomplishments hmm what about the things that I have done did I pray once on this grueling day did I give thanks once on that beautiful day that I rode this ride do I see everything I'm able to do as a part as as a pure gift from God do I see my failings and my shortcomings as opportunities to engage with the, with, the, with the complete body of Christ? Those that fill in the gaps for me where I fail, just as I might fill in for those who have needs? What would Jesus do? Don't worry, this is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> What would Jesus do if he got in there past my pride in my accomplishments? Past my pride of being a rock and an island, being able to take care of everything myself. Would I be thankful? Would I be more connected to the body? What would it be for you? What's protecting you? What are you holding on to? What needs to be laid down at Jesus' feet? Because when I lay all these things down, I'm suddenly not left with much. I'm an open target. And if Jesus gets in here, it won't be just words, he will take action. And what will that mean? What might be turned over or thrown out that I treasure? Can i trust jesus can we trust jesus is he who he says he is c.s lewis says that if 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 jesus is who he says he is if this if christianity is of no is is not true then it's of absolutely no importance it can be just another thing that we maybe do or not do it doesn't matter but if it's true if it's real If the disciples are right as they welcome Jesus into Jerusalem today, then it's the most important thing in the whole universe. And if that is so, then as we find ourselves in the shadow of the cross, we will find that all of our hopes and dreams can be laid at the feet of Jesus. Our world can be seen not as a place where just so much terrible stuff happens, but as a, as a gift to us and a place for us to engage. All of who we are, our growth, our maturity is laid at Jesus' feet in thanks for the gifts that he's given. And we open our hearts to him as he enters in. And perhaps one of the things that we would love to throw at Jesus' feet and have him donkey all over would be death. Death that shroud that hangs over us, to know that it it does end, that it is finite, that it doesn't have the last word. Brothers and sisters, these things we lay down at Jesus' feet today. You might even do that as you come up today to receive communion. You might just kind of put your hands out and as you put them out for communion today, just that you're laying something down at his feet and receiving Christ in this meal, receiving his good news himself. And then you'll be open and opened. And on Thursday, you'll be ready to come and sit with the king and receive the power of his presence in the supper. On Friday, you'll be invited to come and to lose yourself in the story of the cross and its power and find yourself as Jesus accomplishes everything. And then when next Sunday comes, when we, when we celebrate Easter, when the tomb is opened and Christ is alive again, its full meaning and power will wash over us anew. As Christ comes to us and welcomes us and shares that good news with us, that we belong to him, that our heart fully exposed and redeemed. Amen.
0: the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of last Let us now pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Gracious God, may we have the courage to lay down everything we have and are before your authority and power that we follow you to the cross, get past our pride accomplishments our securities and make us a new creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our
1: prayers. Almighty God, we pray for all the nations and for peace. We pray for wisdom for all our leaders and that they may have a heart of justice and truth. We pray especially for the challenges and struggles before us at our southern border. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For those serving in our military, Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. For all peace officers as they serve and protect in harm's way. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For all teachers and administrators who teach and care for our children. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For pastors and bishops, all leaders of your church. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Give courage, strength, and love to parents and grandparents, to children, all families. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, pour out your spirit on your church as we embark on this week in celebration of the events of our redemption. Inspire us to invest in all the services so that we can be present to the power and joy of Easter Sunday. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Use SLC to connect more people to Christ and bring your love into this broken world. Lord, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for Justin, with his mom, and we pray for Sherry and family in the death of her brother, Bob, and for Sherry's brother, Tim, as he faces cancer again, for Betty in the death of her sister, for Norm Kunkel as he continues in hospice care, for Dave Hagen as he re- continues to recover from pneumonia, For Evelyn Bram as she anticipates surgery and Ethel May as she recovers from her surgery. For those who face cancer, Ace, Angela, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol. For all our deployed and military support and their families, for Rebecca, Patrick, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David. God, we bring before you all those on our continued prayer list and now many more um, that are on our hearts this day. Lord, in your mercy, we come now to your table god indeed make us one bring us a tangible experience of your forgiveness and good news that we've heard today and indeed send us forth into this most precious and holy week we pray all of this trusting in your mercy through jesus christ our lord and savior amen, amen. the peace of the lord be with you all amen. Please share that peace with those around you. Friendship hats down the aisle. If you're a guest of ours today, it's a great place for you to give us some information. We want to just send a note and thank you for worshiping with us. Lutheran World Relief Hygiene Kits. Thank you for your good response to those needs. I believe we're still in need of some dark colored bath towels. Nice combs. Nice combs. And soap. So thanks for responding to that need. Um, Speaking of thanks, thanks to Lisa Gregg and all all those who came to the Spring Cleaning event yesterday and the week before and all those who took a task and maybe did it at some other time. Everything looks great. Thank you so much. Pet Blessing will happen here this Wednesday the 17th at 5.30pm out at the Labyrinth area. Um, this is sponsored by our faith and pets small group but everyone is welcome to bring their animals their pets and participate in that Um, and then holy week so this thursday we have two services for monday thursday remember what does monday mean it means command in latin this is where jesus gave his new commandment to love one another and instituted the Lord's Supper. So we have two services on Thursday, one at 11 a.m. and then one at 7 p.m. And then on Good Friday, we have a special presentation of the cross and the passion of Christ. Um, On Good Friday, there's only one service that day, and that's at 7 p.m. on Friday. Then, of course, Easter sunrise service out at Island Lake, 6.30. Got that right, yes. Um, Island Lake Cemetery, Yes. Six thirty. And then um, we have three services here on Easter Sunday morning, eight o'clock, nine thirty, and eleven. How are we doing on ushers? Did we get those squared away? You still need some ushers? I need
4: uh, the last two services.
0: The last two. So nine and eight o'clock, o'clock. is fine. Eight o'clock is fine. <laughs> well, maybe you're coming to th- maybe you're planning to come for nine so or nine thirty, so uh, let Bob know if you can help out with those. All right, are there any guests that I can welcome here today? Anybody? Okay. Oh, I see one. Yes, please. I have my son and daughter here. Your son and daughter are here? i from Anchorage, my son is from Anacortis. From Anacortes and Anchorage. Yes, great. Great to have you here. All right. Um, well, with that, then, we continue with the. Um, yeah. <music> It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, whose suffering and death gave salvation to all. You gather your people around the tree of the cross, transforming death into life, and so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. We pray the table prayer, the prayer our Lord has given us. forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us in the breaking of this bread as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God. We're thankful that Tom will be taking this supper out to Norm couple So, we pray. Gracious and loving God, we give thanks for our brother Norm. Be with him in his hospice care and care. And may this meal connect him to us and to you, your forgiveness, love, and eternal life. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Please stand. May this the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, truly strengthen you and keep you in God's grace and peace. God of abundance, with this bread of life
1: and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus
0: Christ, our Lord. Be reminded that today is one of those Sundays where we have our prayer team um, up here after worship. So if you would like a prayer, maybe you're going on a trip, maybe um, you would like a special individual prayer for healing, maybe just a concern. Um, so we have our prayer team after worship today up in front here by the altar by the altar rails for you. Be sent forth this day and into holy week. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.